Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Uncensored Empath, a place for us to discuss highly sensitive energy, illness, healing, and transformation. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a life and success coach for empaths who want to create a thriving body, business, and life. Think of this podcast as your no BS guide to navigating life, health, and entrepreneurship. You'll get straight to the point, totally holistic tips from me in real time as I navigate this healing and growth journey right beside you. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to today's episode. Today's guest is Shannon Amrain from Healing Intuitively. She is an Akashic Records reader and channeler and passionate about all things healing. She has a very long journey with Lyme disease in which she's learned so much about herself and what it truly takes to Heal Lyme and some of the deeper messages behind what we call and we label Lyme disease. This is a very different take on healing chronic illness. And we'll be talking about it in the context of Lyme, but I think you can really apply the things that Shannon and I discussed today to illness as a whole. And before we jump in, I just something really sparked for me at the end of our conversation that I want to share with you, which is First of all, this is not going to resonate with everybody. Not everyone's going to resonate with Shan- with Shannon in general, with me in general, and the topics that we do discuss today. And I thought I sat with that for a second and I thought about it and I realized that you know, we do have a choice in how we what lens in which we see illness through. We can look through it at it through a 3D lens, a 4D lens, or a 5D lens. And I encourage, of course, we that we all look at it through a 5D lens, but not everyone's there yet. And that's also okay. 
So if you're still in the 3D, and I'll explain what these might look like for you in your life in a second, but if you're still in more of that 3D perspective of illness, girl, it's all right. And I also encourage you to potentially find a practitioner who is really great at bridging the 3D with the 4D with the 5D so that you can get a higher perspective and more support along your personal path. So I sat with it and my own intuition guided me to share this with you. The 3D perspective of illness is that something is broke, imbalanced, or needs fixing in your body. It is this old paradigm saying that autoimmune disease is the body attacking itself. And in the 3D lens, we need to, quote, fix ourselves or fix the gut or fix the or kill the bacteria in the body. And oftentimes that is through prescription medication and pills. So we think, okay, this is broke. Let me fix it. This is this other thing is now unbalanced. Let me fix it with this this other mechanism, healing modality, etc. And regardless of whether that pill or modality is what we consider, quote, you know, holistic or not, it doesn't matter in this case, whether it's a prescription pill or it's Reiki healing. The 3D perspective is simply something's broke. I'm going to do this to fix it. The 4D perspective of illness, that lens in which we can choose to look through, is that it's more this dark night of the soul journey that I'm sure we've all had some some intimate moments with. I have. I did a freaking podcast episode on it. And it's probably not my last journey and experience within the 4D, but it's very dark night of the soul, meaning it's dense. It's a dense emotional, emotional energy. And it's more this internal voice that says, this is going to be hard. And my intuition is waking me up and it's showing me all these hard truths, all these things I haven't wanted to look at. And I'm starting to look at them. And in this 4D place, I'm emotional because I'm realizing that a lot of what I believed was limiting or false or a lie. Yet I'm here for it and I'm sitting in it and I'm on this journey. And in that 40 space, my intuition has really started to open up. And it's just, it's really showing me the places in which I'm blocked or imbalanced. And now that I'm becoming more aware, I see it. And the emotions are no longer locked down or we are no longer emotionless, more in the 3D perspective. And instead, those emotions are very present and prevalent and we're feeling, we're feeling deeper. We're starting to dip into some of our emotional healing that has been waiting and waiting and waiting for us to look at. And then there's the 5D and the 5D is much more seeing illness or more specifically symptoms that the body is presenting as a neutral energy. It's not good. It's not bad. It is simply a message from my body. And I'm waking up to the truth of it. I'm waking up to here, 
to open my freaking ears and just hear and to be this more higher self neutral vessel of a listener, an observer of what the body is showing me. In the 5D, we open up our intuitive channel completely. So it's not just flooding us with emotions of the past that we had to sit in first in the 4D. A lot of that has been cleared, has been cleansed. And in the 5D, now we can just be the observer and we can allow our intuition to stay open. It's not so overwhelming anymore. We don't feel like, oh my God, I got to protect my energy constantly. Because instead, so much has been cleared out that we just see our symptoms as these steerers steering us in different directions, messengers from the body. And in the 5D, there's more of this just pure love consciousness. And we're attuned to what's happening in the world and we can feel that in our body, but we realize it's not ours. And when our body does present symptoms, we just see it as information. So I'd love to hear what you have to say, what resonates with you about this, what doesn't resonate with you within this, and the 3D, 4D, and 5D perspectives of illness, the lens in which we see these symptoms or a label that has been given to us that we call disease. And I just really wanted to, to start with this brief conversation before we jump into today's interview, because a lot of what's being shared is the 5D perspective. Not everyone's ready to hear that. Totally cool. Stay in the 3D. Maybe you're in the middle of some 4D shit <laughs> and you're going through some dark night of the soul stuff. Totally cool as well. I dip back into the 4D here and there. And in many ways, it is a path, a, a journey, a bridge that we all we all travel back down to the 3D from time to time. So we give ourselves love and grace, forgiveness. Maybe we sat in the 3D for most of our life and we're looking now from the 5D perspective going, the fuck didn't we wake up to this 5D perspective sooner? But it's okay. It's all okay. So if you are someone who has any experience with illness, symptoms, Lyme, chronic illness, autoimmune disease, I think you're really going to enjoy this perspective from Shannon today. Let's introduce you to Shannon and dive in. Shannon, welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have you on. I was just saying that you grabbed my attention because of a blog post that you shared, and I think in some Facebook group, I don't even know, but it caught my eye. I clicked on it and it was all about Lyme disease and the Akashic Records, two things that I talk about on the show and that my listeners are super interested in. So I would love for you to start by just telling us Generally, like, what did you discover when you tapped into the Akashic Records around lessons, learnings around Lyme, whether that applies to you or Lyme in general? Thank you, first off, for having me on. Well, to start with, Lyme disease has been in my life for um, years. I got sick as a child. We didn't know what it was and eventually found out it was Lyme disease. 
So it's been something I've been tapping into for a long time and learning a lot about. Recently, I started bringing it to the Akashic Records, which I I learned how to read the Akashic Records maybe six or seven months ago. So relatively recent, but it was kind of just a bam, like you have to learn how to do this. It was a calling. And I started feeling the calling to go into the records for, for Lyme disease because from all of the time I've spent sick and um, basically what's happened with me and Lyme is that I tapped into myself, my energy and my past lives and healed myself. I didn't, um, I took, I didn't went down all the, you know, the, the regular routes with antibiotics and um, herbal remedies and such and nothing helped. So I really, truly started to re- to realize and believe that Lyme disease doesn't doesn't get healed if you're going just taking the medicine if you're just going through the steps that most doctors will tell you to do. And so when I went into the Akashic records for Lyme, I started to receive messages about how Lyme disease is not actually a disease. It, it's an energy. It's an energy that comes from from higher dimensional realms and it's here to help us wake up. And that's why so many people are getting Lyme disease and it keeps on spreading is because this is a time of awakening. It's the time for people to be waking up and it causes symptoms. And and as humans, we have called it Lyme disease and found bacteria that, you know, correspond to those symptoms because that's how we make sense of it. But the reasons treatments, like there's no one treatment for Lyme disease is because it's an energy. And as our bodies acclimate, that's when the line starts to go away. So the symptoms, the sickness is like the awakening, basically. Mm-hmm. When I go into the records, it's not scary. It's not painful. It's not any of the things that it feels like when you have the disease. It's actually so beautiful. It like, it made me cry the first time I opened it. So it's like, wow, it's actually just such a beautiful thing. It's not scary. Like I thought it was. And every, so many people think it is. When you say that it's here to wake us up or there's maybe a message within this energy of Lyme, what do you feel that message is more specifically or what have you learned from your own experience and what have you woken up to? Well, the message in general um, that I've found for myself and um, for people I've done readings for specifically about Lyme is about being in alignment. In my life, when I, every time I've gotten symptoms, every time I got symptoms, when I first started getting really sick, now that I look back, I realized that I was completely out of alignment of my entire life. I was doing things I disliked. I was doing what society told me to do. I'm a manifesting generator in human design. And so I jump around a lot and I didn't know that until a year ago um, when I found out about human design. And when I look back, I was you know, staying in the places that were no longer lighting me up. And so it was all about alignment. And that's the message I get in general for people is it's here to help you wake up to, okay, what's not in alignment with your life? What, what is going on that doesn't feel right? And even when you think back to when you first got, got sick, what was going on at that point? And that's kind of the clue to this is in alignment and it's waking you up to that. That's super interesting. I, I love that you brought up that what point when we first started to really feel this or maybe we also hit some sort of tipping point or threshold. And I remember reading in one of your blog posts as well that there's this 
like threshold to trauma and it does add up and it does, they do stack on top of each other until eventually the body like shows you maybe and not such a gentle way. The message has been trying to get through to you. What has your experience been with the, like those thresholds? Definitely. Um, definitely there are thresholds. Um, it's kind of the idea that we all have stresses in our lives and every, that's just an unavoidable part of life. But that tipping point to get really getting really sick. And I believe this is for every disease. Um, but I speak about Lyme because I have that personal um, experience with it. But there's that threshold, that point that is just like, all of a sudden it's too much. Maybe you're just too far out of alignment now and you, you have to course correct. Maybe it's too much stress. Like maybe something really traumatic happens. Like losing losing a loved one or losing um losing out on, on an opportunity that felt really important in in my experience for me personally those tipping points have been when i have been already being gently or you know maybe a little bit less gently redirected and but ignoring it and then something massive happens and that's the tipping point or even something small. I don't think it has to be a huge thing. It could even be, I have been going on, like for me personally, I used to be a massive runner. I was a competitive runner in college and high school. And I, that became too much. That became one of my small tipping points. Like it wasn't right for me. My energy wasn't going right in that direction. And so that was something that started to make me really, really sick. Yeah. How would you describe the Akashic Records to those of, of the listeners who are fairly new to this or don't fully understand how you access this information? What is that experience like for you? I know you mentioned that you just learned this six or seven months ago, but I'm sure it's been super awakening and eye-opening for you. And what has that been like? The Akashic Records, the way they were um, explained to me, and I think it it's the easiest way to understand them, is they're a metaphysical library of um, everything that's happened to every soul in the universe. Mm -hmm. And so every person has an Akashic record. And when you access your records, you can hear information about what's happened in past lives, in future lives, in lives happening in other dimensions at the same time, and even what's happening in your life right now. So accessing the records, like the way that, because it can seem a little crazy, like, how do you know that you're not making it up? Mm -hmm. um, and part of it is trust. And I think that just comes from the more you open yourself up to realizing that the universe is a lot faster and more expansive than we, can, we realize or are taught, it becomes easier to understand. As far as accessing them, I can feel an energy shift. So there's a, there's a prayer that a lot of people use called the pathway prayer. And that's what I started using. That's how I started. And to access the records, you you get quiet, kind of meditative. It helps to meditate for five, 10 minutes beforehand, mm -hmm. um, especially when you're starting. And then you say the prayer and enter into the records. And for me, I can kind of see myself. It's like I walk down a, a path and then there's a door. And so I physically see myself entering and then the energy changes. And so I notice I don't really remember what I channel, especially if I'm channeling for other people because it's not my energy to remember. I record a lot, even for myself, because I won't remember what I said because it's like another voice comes through. My, my voice changes a little bit 
I, I kind of move back and forth and my head will like kind of go in circles. So it's just like, and it's another energy. And so, um, that really has grown my trust in it too. Cause the first few times I, I accessed the records, I was like, maybe I'm making it up, but it's such a tangible difference. It's impossible not to believe it when you're experiencing it. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people question when they are first awakening their intuition in general. Am I making this up? Is this mm-hmm. real? And when you start to practice it and practice it and slowly begin to trust it, you realize that there is, in, in your case, like a very experiential feeling and difference in the energy that you're embodying when you're tapped in versus when you're not. And you mentioned that you have opened yourself up to not only the records, but your guides, your ancestors, light beings, the Pleiadians, Pleiadian ancestors. And there's just so much wisdom to be gained there that Mm -hmm. why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we try to access that? And of course, it's going to be, it's going to be weird at first because it's different. And we've never maybe opened ourselves up to that in this lifetime at least, but there's so much to be discovered there. And I'd love to hear more about your personal Lyme journey and what you have discovered along your own path as you woke up to this. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. As far as the, just what you said about the intuition, I I agree. It's like when you first start accessing it, like tapping into yourself, it feels kind of like it's coming from somewhere else, but at least in my experience, the more I've like, I've more I've awakened and trusted it. It's being fully embodied. That's how I feel the intuition, and that's how I was taught. That you know, I I met a spiritual teacher last summer who taught me to ground in my body, and that's when I really, really started trusting my intuition. Yeah, it's such a, a big difference when you're forcing that tapping in versus when you do it in a really grounded container. And mm-hmm. then what you open yourself up to. So yeah, what have been some of those things that you've experienced along your journey with Lyme and life in general that your intuition has showed you or taught you? Absolutely. So I think the, well, I mean, there's so much, but I don't want to go on and on. <laughs> so when I first got really, really sick, I was in college. I was at a school in Texas and... um I was kind of doing all the normal college things, um, you know, going out to parties, staying out really late and then studying all the time, but, you know, trying to balance out with the social life. I was in a sorority, all this stuff. And I got so sick. I came home after my first semester, I was sorry, my first year. And I was so sick that I, we found out I had Lyme. That's when I got diagnosed. And then I couldn't go back to school. I stayed home for a semester and at that time, I started to realize, like, I was getting intuitive hits in hindsight that, okay, this school isn't the right school, even though I met some of my best friends there, but it wasn't the right place. It wasn't the right time. I wasn't studying the right thing. <laughs> um, but I still went back because I didn't trust myself yet. And I lasted for a couple more semesters. And then I got so sick. I was, you know, I was like, I couldn't walk back to my dorm room. I had to stop and take breaks. I couldn't. I couldn't do anything. So I decided to come home and be, um, be closer to my parents, be closer to my doctors. And so that summer when I came home, I 
was just at my wits end. And I, I really realized something has to change. And I'm really lucky in the sense that my mom is a yoga teacher. She's very spiritual. We lived in India when I was a child and she studied with a lot of teachers and masters there. So she has a lot of things that she already has in her disposal. Mm-hmm. So we, she started working with me and we used EFT. Um, she, so we started working with meditation a little bit and I started seeing a practitioner um, in New Hampshire, which is where I'm from, who does something called magnetic therapy. And it's uh, the most amazing treatment for Lyme. It's what I recommend to everybody. The, the Lyme protocol was created in Vermont. And um, I think most of the practitioners are still in the New England area. But this was when it had just been created. And I, so I started seeing her. And the first time I saw her, in hindsight, we've talked about it. And she said to me, when I, when you first came in, I wasn't sure if I could help you because you looked like you were just this, this close to just death, like just going away. And that's what I felt too. And so that summer I didn't have a job. I didn't do anything. I didn't push myself. I stayed home. I did tapping. I I worked with my mom. I worked with other practitioners. I really started to tap into myself. And then, um, halfway through the summer, this lady, from Australia who does quantum EFT came to New Hampshire to, to do a workshop. Mm -hmm. And my mom, she was the one who organized her coming. And so my mom said, would you like to do it? And I said, yes. And so it was a weekend workshop. And that was the first time I actually ever heard of the Akashic records. At the time I thought she was crazy. I was like, this is insane. But at the end of the weekend, I did my quantum tapping with her. And at the end of that tapping session, we, we uncovered a past life, um, where I had died. Basically, I was, it was connected with my mother and, um, I had died and left behind, um, a child in that past life. I, I like made a promise to myself that I would suffer because I left behind this child. It was guilt. And so we tapped through that. And at the end of that session, I looked at this, at the, at the, um, EFT partition and I said, it's gone. And it was gone. I, the line was gone. I, I went and I saw my magnet therapist and she tested me and she said, it's gone. Wow. And everyone I talked to, they're like, never seen anything like this. That opened me up and I started trusting myself more, but I, I wasn't totally healthy. I kept on having little things that came up. It wasn't Lyme, but it was other little um, infections that kind of come along with Lyme a lot, but not the actual like Borealis infection. And last winter, um, so winter of 2019, winter, spring of 2019, I got sick again. And at first I thought, um, oh, it must be something else. And I was looking for all these things. And then finally, at the end of May, I went and I saw my magnet therapist again. And she tested me and she said, um, you have a Lyme infection again, but it's a, it's, a, it's a strain of Lyme that three years ago, um, we didn't know existed. Um, I just actually got pairs. So magnet therapy basically uses magnetic pairs to, to create, um, to create a, a, a hostile environment in the body that kills off the, um, bacteria or viruses or pathogens. And, um, she said, I just got pairs to treat this. And so we, we, it, it seems like it got activated because it can be killed off now. But then also I can see now a year on from that, that I was not on my, I was out of alignment. I needed to course correct and I needed to wake up. And that was really when my awakening started too. 
So that summer, again, I did the same thing. I, um, I spent a lot of time working on myself. I spent time in Colorado with my grandparents and I worked with a shaman I met there. I learned how I like learned new styles of meditation. I started channeling. That's when the Pleiadians started coming through. Um, and then my, the big thing for me was my ancestors started coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my grandfather came through so strongly and he told me, he told me that I was holding on to all this pain from, from his, from that side of the family. And he said, all you should do is release it and then you'll be healthy. Um, and every day I connected to my grandfather and to the Pleiadians and they told me like, just channel and just pure, do this. These are the things. And within, um, as soon as I started connecting and channeling them, it was maybe two or three weeks. And then I, I was fine. It was so powerful. Yeah. I have chills right now. Just thinking about it. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned in the beginning that Lyme, when you tap into the Akashic Records, is this message, this signal that something's out of alignment. And then you also wrote in one of your blog posts that illness is an energy in the body that the body doesn't want to hold. And that energy can range from you know, trauma in our current past life, ancestral trauma, like you were just talking about, or just generalized like stress that we may be experiencing. And I resonate with that a lot that my body has always shown me in oftentimes uncomfortable ways when something has been out of alignment or when I haven't been listening to the subtle messages. And so then it starts to scream and it, it shouts mm-hmm. and it really, really shows me until... I also had a point in my journey with chronic illness and multiple autoimmune diseases that I felt completely debilitated. And I felt, I felt a lot of the victimhood and poor me, why me, which I think is really easy to feel when your body does feel like it's attacking you. But when we look at more of the 5D higher perspective, we can also see that illness is just an energy in the body. So can you talk about illness being an energy in the body and that my belief is the body's always working with us and for us and it's just sending us messages. And even though there's definitely uncomfortable and discomforting moments that underneath there, there is wisdom and there is learning if we choose to see it and we open our eyes up to our ultimate truth and get really really honest with ourselves versus that, oh, I'm fine and push it down and push it down and push it down and push it down <laughs> until it <laughs> yeah. muscles back up. So have, have you had your own experience with that? And then also, how would, how would you talk about the, the body or the illness holding an energy within the body? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think I can kind of put them together. Um, I'll use myself as an example right now. Um, I'm experiencing um, some some relatively mild symptoms that I would in the past have said is Lyme disease. And, and now um, I don't like to label anything. I think because it is energy, what's the point of putting a name on it? Mm-hmm. But I also know now that I'm aware that illness, um, what we call illness, is energy in the body and it's here to realign us and to show us something's wrong. Um, I know I'm in a situation right now where... I'm not totally in alignment with what I want to do. And I'm trying to figure out how to extract myself from it. Mm -hmm. Um, And my, 
my little symptoms started showing up as soon as I realized that what I'm, what I'm doing is not the right thing. Mm-hmm. So the way I see it, I see it and, and, and have been shown it is that illness is, is energy that we don't want to look at, like how you said. And so the way that I, I kind of categorize it is that it might be stress from this life or something traumatic from this life. I see a lot, the root cause is often from a past life or ancestral or even karmic in the sense that like, like I was saying with myself, I made a, of my past life, my past self made a promise to hold on to energy. And so when we look at illness in that way, then, then we can see that it's not here to hurt us. It's here to be released. And so that's whole, the whole part of, that's all part of awakening, of learning, of healing. Um, in my opinion, it's, it's acknowledging these parts of us that we don't want to see. I mean, no one wants to go back and work through that traumatic experience from when they were a kid or, you know, no one wants to have to work through a traumatic experience from when they, when they were died or were killed in, in a past life. You know, that's, that's a common thing. And no one wants to go back and look at it, but the, the body doesn't want to hold on to it. And our soul is going to hold on to that until it gets rid of it. That's, that's how souls, how souls work. I've, I've read it from other, uh, from spirit, from other spiritual teachers that, that look a lot at past lives and, and they say the soul doesn't, you know, we die through between lives, but the soul doesn't die. So it remembers it all. And that really resonates with me. And so we have to, you know, work through that energy. And in that way, I don't like calling illness or calling Lyme in this, in this case. Um, I don't really like to call it a name. I do so that people understand what I'm talking about. But I think when we put a name to it, we put an energy energy to it. Um, kind of, you know, I, um, I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan, but uh, fear of the name increases fear of the thing itself. Like I think that a lot that runs through my mind a lot when I'm talking about illness and energy, because I think when we put a name to it, that makes it so much easier to stay in that victim victim mentality. And that's one of the first things I think you have to do or anyone who has a chronic illness has to do is recognize that, that any place where they're playing into the victim, because I know I did it. I think most people do it. I think it's pretty impossible not to do it unless you are the most awake person and you still, and you, and you get sick. Um, but when you, when you make it your identity and you really feed into that victim part of it, it's not going to go away. Why would it go away? You're letting it stay. Yeah. You're keeping that energy. I, my personal experience, that sounds like at least part of your experience as well. And I think there are probably many people who resonate too that illness can oftentimes be the actual path to our spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. to waking up, where we start in victimhood. And this thing that's really freaking annoying and holds us back from doing the things we love. It's really easy to complain about and it's really easy to be frustrated and angry, (laughs) really freaking Mm -hmm. angry at it or at ourselves or at our bodies. But it's almost like then that there becomes this other door that opens up that isn't is a choice. And we are at cause. We are at choice in I can continue to be really frustrated and angry. And of course, I'm still going to have moments of that in my life for sure. But this other door that 
if I decide to open it, could also allow me to really wake up to my intuition and allow me to see more truth and the higher perspective of what illness might be showing me, telling me. And that was my journey. I combined with some other things that happened in my life, like loss and grief. But a lot of it was through illness that really woke me up to, oh, there's another way of looking at this. There's another perspective of not just my body sucks and it hurts all the time and it's against me, but instead it is communicating with me and always trying to help me. Uh, and you wrote a re- really beautiful line in, in a blog post that I pulled out and put onto my note that says, you see, you are awakened more and more to the feelings of the collective with the energy that you call Lyme present in your body. And I, I know I just, as not only someone with chronic illness, but also as an empath, have been feeling so much in the collective lately. And I do think that the sensitivity that comes along with chronic illness can enhance our empath abilities even and really make us attuned to what's happening in the collective conscious. What have you been feeling in our collective conscious lately? Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think illness is so much um, so much of an awakening, a uh, awakening tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and with illness, with the collective consciousness, I, I think as it wakes us up, it wakes us up to the fact that we're not just one person. It, it wakes us up to the fact that we're all connected. We're all one at the base of it all, at the root of it all. We're all, we're all one. So I've been feeling just a lot of anxiety. Um, I've been oscillating back and forth between feeling a lot of anxiety, a lot of a lot of fear. Um, I'm, I'm in France right now. Um, and so I started to really feel that as, as the country got more and more fearful. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a couple weeks at the beginning when there was just well, at the beginning of our lockdown, when there was so much fear that I spent a couple days just kind of resting on the couch. Like it was, it was, it was a lot. Um, and I'm feeling hopeful that it's getting better here slowly because I'm feeling less, less fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I'm feeling really hopeful as well that more people are, are really truly waking up to the collective and to how we're all connected because it, it, I felt a lot of of love coming from a lot of places too, um, and support. And I think that's really beautiful. So I hope that means that that's where we're heading. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think every spiritually attuned person I've talked to lately who has, is in touch with their intuition to some extent has kind of, just said the same thing around what they've been feeling in the collective, which then I think just validates that we're all feeling a similar energy. But that repetition that I've been hearing is 
oscillation, is ebb and flow, is high and low, is anxiety and fear, then like this massive hope and love energy. And to me, it all feels like this calibration that we're going through uh, on planet Earth and as an entire population, an entire globe that is it's like when you're starting to learn how to ride a two-wheeler when you're a little kid and you take your training wheels off and the training wheels are not there to support you anymore. So you got to look at the truth of the bike riding in this case. <laughs> and you know, you go and the first time you fall and you fall back into fear, but you're like, no, I'm excited. I'm going to, I'm going to do it this time. And you start riding your bike and then you fall again. And you're like, damn it. Like back into the fear and anxiety. But eventually after those growing pains and slips and falls, the ebbs of flows, my hope is that we do smooth out into just a higher frequency and a higher vibration on our planet as a whole. And that we, we learn to respect Mother Earth and Gaia to a higher degree. And that we all maybe wake up to our own internal like truth and the messages that our body is constantly sending us, which you have shared so much about today. So that's part of my hopes for the future. And I just want to say thank you for sharing your personal experience and your journey and messages, intuitive downloads that you've received from the Akashic Records and from going into the work. And so many, I think, of us see that as like, really scary in the shadow side of healing. But I freaking love the shadow side of healing because that's where my biggest freaking breakthroughs have actually happened. So Shannon, I want to just end by opening the floor back up to you to if there's anything else that you're like hearing from spirit that you feel like we missed in this conversation today. Any last words that you would share with with everyone who's listening that you know, may or may not be struggling with Lyme, but is probably an empath, probably has some experience with chronic illness, and is also just a human in the context of the world right now, what would you tell them? The thing that's coming to mind for me is, is the feeling of pain. And I channeled something about this a couple weeks ago that as an empath, I think I know I'm feeling collective pain. And I think a lot of people, a lot of other empaths probably are as well. Mm -hmm. And that pain also can come with chronic illness, you know, the, the, the fibromyalgia kind of like pain or, or any kind of pain. Mm-hmm. And I, I opened my records in and opened the records for the collective and was told, you know, this pain is helping you integrate, integrate everything that's happening in the world. It doesn't have to be scary. It's not something to run away from. It's, it's, we're, it's looking into those shadows. It's like the shadow physically manifested in your body. And I love the shadow as well. I think it's the, you have to go into the shadow. And actually, once you go into it, it's not as scary as it seems. Um, We make it so scary. Mm -hmm. And once you start going into it, you realize, you know, it's scary for a little bit, maybe even just five minutes and and then it's beautiful. And so the pain is like that. So if you're feeling pain right now, emotional or physical, then I invite you to sit with it and close your eyes and just allow yourself to feel it. And don't, and do this for five or 10 minutes before you, if you take anything to, to, you know, get rid of the pain. Because even if the pain is, is really awful and it, it, it can be easier to, you know, take a, take a pill, take a pain pill, like 
and an Advil to help help it get better. Just sit with it because it's there to teach you something and let it just feel it. I think it's really powerful to feel it and then tell it, you know, thank you because our bodies will listen to us. So if you feel it and then you say, okay, thank you, body. Thank you for showing me this pain. Thank you for bringing it to my awareness. Thank you for bringing me the message because if you sit and listen to it, I guarantee there will be a message mm-hmm. and then release it. And then if you want, if you need something to help, to help take the edge off of that pain, then obviously I'm not saying don't take that, but sit with it for a couple of minutes and, and feel that pain because that's how, how we're going to release the collective pain is by releasing our own pain because that pain, especially for those of us who are empaths or um, who have chronic illness or struggle with, with anything um, like that, that pain is not just ours. It's, it's everyone's because we bring it in. We're sponges. So you have to let it go. Yeah, I agree. And I just want to say thank you again for sharing your story and your wisdom today and just sharing our time, sharing your time with us. Where can people find more about you? What, what services or information are you currently offering to your community? I offer Akashic Record reading for both for, you know, just any regular questions. Mm-hmm. If you have questions for your, for your um, master's teachers and loved ones. And also to find the root cause of illness. That's really where my biggest interest lies. And I offer intuitive sessions to kind of, you know, read your body and read your Akashic records and, and um, what you need to heal energetically. So my website is healingintuitively.com and same um, on Instagram at healingintuitively and on Facebook, healingintuitively. Beautiful. Thank you, Shannon. I just appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Shannon. And I'm super curious to know now, after hearing my perspective of the 3D, 4D, and 5D lens of looking at illness and what Shannon had to share with us today, where do you feel you mostly are? Do you feel like you're mostly in the 3, 4, or 5D? Maybe you fluctuate a lot between all three. I'd love to hear from you. So don't hesitate to reach out, send me an email or shoot me a DM over at the Uncensored Empath on Instagram and let's chat about this. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode.